Hi, I'm Calvin. And I'm Val. And you're listening to... The Long Dark Podcast of the Soul, Episode 1. Uh, or zero, zero 001 for those of you who are keeping track with zeros. First up tonight, we have a little feature on World of Warcraft. Feature is a little strong. We're going to gabble on about World of Warcraft. Mostly Calvin's going to gabble on about World of Warcraft. Gabble, gabble, no. <laughs> uh, our, our main characters, and by main characters I mean our level 70s, we have various characters on various servers, but... But we do have level... Even I have a level 70. Yeah. Uh, Everybody else in the guild laughs at me because I only have one. I hate playing level 35. What can I say? Bell's characters get to about level 35 and he starts looking for good excuses to, to delete them to make room for new ones. Anyways, we are both in the same guild on the Sonara server. Uh, it's the Lords of the Plant of the blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> the Lords well, of otherwise the Otherwise known as <laughs> the Lords of the Crying Spire, which is the uh, advanced guild for the Crying Spire guild, both of which are very teeny and either you haven't heard of us at all or you're already a member. And since our viewer or lister base is not so large it's possible you're already a member well no there's a couple i know of that said they'd be listening oh good good well should we call them by no no it's not singling them out would would probably you know be kind of rude i don't know how rude it would be i think they're actually the only ones listening to us but well i'm not sure they're ready for fame and misfortune uh that's all us anyway right Anyhow, in, in World of Warcraft, uh, Blizzard opened up the Isle of Keldanas. The Sunwell is being reopened. I was there once. Well, things have changed a bit since you've been there. There are now, I think we're up to uh, 10 available dailies just on the island. And there's the opportunity, once you have reached Exalted with these folks... To spend 1,000 gold for a title. Yes, a you know, title. There's a lot of things I could spend 1,000 gold on. Most of them would actually have some bearing in, on my effectiveness in the game. Yeah, this does not. It, it's like paying 300 gold for a special tabard. Whoopee. Well, Blizzard has come up with another way of taking gold off the market. And this is it. And I'm more than encourage everybody to go do that. I'm going to be my own little normal untitled self. I think that ultimately most people will choose that. I have seen a couple people with the title already. Anyhow, uh, in the Isle of Caldanus, there's been several stages up until the end of stage three. There wasn't even someone to repair your armor as it got dinged up out there. And it definitely got dinged up out there. Three minutes told me that much. Well, and there's a couple places that are worth visiting, but in flyovers. Now, one of these is the Dead Scar. It actually extends out to the island. But I do recommend that you get the quest for the bombing run. Do not try to walk in there. I did that. It's bad for you. Okay. 
Apparently, it's bad enough to make you quote South Park bad. That qualifies as pretty bad. It's, it's fascinating. I've been through the instance out there, uh, Magister's Terrace. How was it? It was it was hard, but not once you understand the fights, not horrifically so. I have not done it on heroic yet. There's now new reasons to get badges of justice. As if there weren't enough. Some of those old reasons have been replaced by new, better reasons. New, more expensive reasons. Indeed. There is going to also be, after a series of quests involving digging up roots in Tarokar Forest. Don't ask. Okay, I won't. After this uh, series of uh, world dailies is done, there will be an alchemy lab out there. And the gem vendor will be offering, I guess, blues and purples of cut gems. All of your slotted items will have opportunity to sport new and more expensive gems. We had some other things on the lineup for tonight. I'd like to talk a little bit now about uh, one of my favorite webcomics. Uh, it's called Schlock Mercenary, and it is written and drawn by Howard Taylor and webmastered by his wife. It is a four-panel, gag-a-day, ongoing comic about an interstellar band of mercenaries, and especially their sergeant, an amorphous blob of poo named Schlock. Ooh, yuck. Oh, okay, he only looks like poo. Oh, well, that's better. And usually smells like it. Ooh, yuck. <laughs> Actually, Schlock is a big blob of neurons. A perfect memory. A repository for mental memes. Most of the memes he's collected are violent, ornery, and very, very fond of large guns that give off an ominous hum. The uh, comic itself, like I said, is mostly his exploits and the uh, company he travels with as they go around... Hurt, breaking things and hurting people. Well, it sounds like a career. Now, you say that this is a uh, husband-wife team. Uh, pretty much. She has supported him from the very beginning at this and continued supporting him when he said, I'm going to quit my nice, well-paying job and do this for a living. That would be rough. For a while it was, but they are managing, and not only are they managing, but he has been managing this and updating daily for seven years without any breaks or pauses at all wow that's a bit of commitment very much so in fact it's a commitment that i have not seen from any other webcomic ever every other webcomic daily or otherwise has always had some kind of dead artist day at some point where they've taken a break not so with howard certainly high on the consistency level there yes uh, it's one of the strongest things that's kept me with it is that I can always be guaranteed every day when I log on to that site that he will have something new for me to laugh at. Any drawbacks? It depends on who you talk to. Sometimes his science gets a little hinky, and he, it's, he admits that. He's not a physicist. The art itself is 
fairly simple, but as he's practiced, he's gotten very good with that very simple. And if you're not a Mormon, don't expect to get all the in-jokes. Okay, so there's a lot, a lot of Mormon jokes. There's that. a lot of Mormon jokes. Howard is a Mormon. He's not afraid to admit it. It's not central to his his comedy, but there is a lot of extra stuff there for those readers that, that share the same background as he does. Okay. You say this has been going on for how long? Seven years. Is it easy to read the back issue stuff? If you have a lot of time, yes. There, an easier way would be he has three books in print covering most of his early stuff. His first three to five years is now available in print. Getting the books would allow you to catch up very easily and very quickly, and it also help keep him in business, which is a good thing all around. They're, they're affordable. If you're lucky, you can get him get a sketched copy of them. In fact, he just un, he just uncovered a pile of sketch copies of the first book he put out which was year four and so you can catch those if you get them now okay cool that well, that would definitely be the the way to to catch up on the archives all right uh, you've got those books don't you? i have all three of the books and the uh the most recent of the two i even went splurged and bought the sketch versions of them which are limited edition versions that he puts out when he uh prints a new book nice uh, his fourth book is actually going to be coming out pretty soon, too. I'm scrambling for the money to get that. <laughs> but, yeah, that Schlock is a webcomic absolutely worth checking out. And with regular breaks between story arcs, it's not that hard to get somewhere where you can get caught up to speed pretty easily. And then you're good to go from there. And that is Schlock, S-C-H-L-O-C-K, mercenary.com. All right. What's next on our lineup tonight? Next, being gamer geeks that we are and talking about WoW just isn't enough. We have to talk about D&D. Ah, uh, yes. Now, recently, one of the creators of D&D, uh, Ernest Gary Gygax, passed away. May he rest in peace. May he rest in a 10 by 10 room guarded by an orc. No, not 10 by 10 room. Someone's bound to smash in the door, kill the orc, and, and grab take his, his body. body. <laughs> right. You know, in the fine tradition of D&D. But we thought we would uh, venerate him by speaking a little bit of our D&D experiences, especially the campaigns we've had over the years. Now, we've had a few years of history with D&D and Gary Gygax's uh, products, most specifically D&D. I came into the gaming scene a little late, uh, especially the D&D scene. I did not see any version of D&D until we were getting really close to third, actually. Yeah, I remember gaming D&D. Me and Billy Martin, no, not the uh, the baseball Hall of Shamer. Uh, Although that would be really cool. <laughs> That would that would certainly give me a different geek cred. No, me and Billy Martin, we we ran a lunchtime D and D. This was back in seventh grade, years years and years ago. Uh, that was the fifteenth uh, year of the last ice age. I remember it well. The mastodons were moving that year, and so we had to track the no. Anyways, uh, we did, like I said, a, a regular lunchtime D&D. We had a original D&D box set that we, we ran that out of. <laughs> to be fair, 
That was a few years old even then. But still, this was back in the days when an elf was a class. Things have changed over the years. Went on to Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, AD&D. I was really fond of AD&D. Although, I never owned the books. And not owning the books, I didn't realize how many charts were actually involved in running the game by the rules. Out of three 200-page books, there was approximately 1,800 pages worth of charts. That likes to exaggerate <laughs> just a little bit, especially whenever it comes to games that have lots of charts. Second edition, AD&D, did not have as many charts because it was the first time that Dungeons and Dragons really had figurable stats and attributes. And this is about the time that I actually met Calvin. Uh, it was late in the, the second edition. And yes, I owned just about everything second edition that was possible to own. I even helped him a little bit there with one of the uh, Skills and Powers books. Like I said, that's where I got started. My first character in D&D, to my great shame, was a dark elf who dual-wielded and used magic. He did pretty well for a while. Yeah, despite being a Drizzt clone. In fact, he was doing really well until we met at Emulich. Yeah, that didn't turn out so well. Let's put it this way. I painted the one in on my D20 the next day. I'm afraid the character went away. The way of the dodo... Mm-hmm. The previously mentioned Mastodon. And Calvin tried to correct for it. He was the, the DM. And he tried to correct for it. And instead of just having me disintegrated, he soul-jarred me into one of the Demi-Lich's uh, jewel teeth. But one of the other players said he wasn't going to resurrect me. Instead, looted all of my stuff. So we went on. Yeah, that, that didn't work out quite as well as... But there has been a lot of campaigns under the bridge, you know, water mm -hmm. under the bridge. And I remember first edition campaigns, second edition campaigns... Heck, I still remember first edition campaigns because some people in our group refused to go beyond that. There's a couple campaigns that honestly... We have never moved out of first edition. We just feel like they are in the spirit of first edition, and we really don't want to uh, to mess with that unless we know that it'll feel the same. Which is why we're going to transfer it into fourth edition. Right, because everything old is new again. <laughs> uh, Isn't there a song like that? A few. Speaking of third edition, that's where we had a lot of campaigns. Indeed. Calvin GM. I GM'd. Everybody else in the groom GM'd. It was, uh... In the groom? Groom. <laughs> Group and room together. Groom. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. I certainly hope not. Fortunately, I'm already married and have five kids, and so I don't... And when I, I'm over here, he has six. So I don't need to, uh, to worry about that one. Anyhow... There has been some distress with the announcement of 4th edition. We went through the classic stages. Denial, anger, acceptance. Now most of us are just wanting to get our hands on the books. I, by the way, did not go through anger. I went from denial to the Amazon to the Tiber. We have a long-standing tradition with uh, Gary Gaiax. He will be missed. We look forward to rubbing our dice on his tombstone for luck. Where are they burying him? 
Don't know. I'm going to have to look that up. What, what have we got next? Since we blabbed on about WoW and we blabbed on about D&D, not as much as I would have. Next, we're going to blab on about Naruto. 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 If we're going to start, if we're going to talk about anime, we might as well start with the obscenely popular and work our way down. Fair enough. Those of you who watch anime already know what what Naruto is. Uh, Naruto is an idiot kid who happens to be a ninja with big demon in him. Classic Hollywood pitch. All right, it's mm. actually kind of different. It, but it's a it's a fun anime. At, at the very basis, it, that's that's what draws people back. Is it's fun to watch this kid who has the brains of the, of your average aardvark <laughs> deal with powers beyond human comprehension and people who are actually competent. He's very determined, though. Stubborn, even. Uh, y- yes, that's fair to say. Now they've made a change to the name, I believe, recently. Well, there's it's a there's a new series. There was the Naruto, and then there's Naruto Shippuden. They uh they kind of uh, restarted or. Yeah, it's three years. It's set three years after the original series. Oh, okay. Uh, I I remember they did put in a lot of what they called filler material because it wasn't original to the manga well the animators had to have something to do while the writer was actually writing oh well yeah i agree as uh, from what i've seen though it was uh pretty decent stuff. it was i i've seen better ideas of how to deal with filler bleach did a really had a really good way of doing filler but all in all they were good stories that ended that went with an episodic format which means at the end of every story everything went back to status quo so that when shippuden showed up people knew where they stood fair enough naruto is a few years older now than when he started he's 15 now how old was he when they started they uh they graduate at 12 wow started pretty young there they started pretty young i guess his power level is a little bit higher than it was before but not his intelligence level his skill any better yeah he's gotten better he he's he's gotten sneakier hanging around three years with with a uh with a pervert will do that <laughs> as you try to avoid getting lynched by all the women erosenin or uh the frog hermit the frog hermit or the perverted hermit yeah he had another title too whoa uh, he was, uh... He was one of the Sanin, the three ninja. Sanin. They were a group of three ninja of exceptional skill that were trained by the third Hokage, the third leader of the ninja village that Naruto's from. Okay, and... It's so nice Calvin is letting me sound like the smart person. Both of us watch it religiously. I can be a platform here. I'm a good platform. <laughs> you broke the stride there, Val. <laughs> I'm not sure we can get it back. Okay, so, alright, the current Hokage... The current Hokage is the fifth Hokage, which is another one of the Sanin. So Uh, you have Naruto Sensei is one of the Sanin. Mm-hmm, the Frog Hermit is one of the Sanin. Sanin. Uh, Tsunade, the fifth Hokage, is one of the Sanin. And Orochimaru is the third. He's like one of the big villains. Yeah, although it's starting to look like he is not the big villain of the series. He certainly did a lot of destruction in the first first series. Oh, I didn't say he's not a villain. Just not one of the just not the main villain. 
Well, you've already said that you enjoy it. And I enjoy Naruto also. I try to keep up on it. Yes. Both of us get fan subs or fan dubs. No, fan subs. We, we don't do fan dubs. We like to read the words at the bottom while listening to the Japanese. Mm-hmm. We're uh, elitist that way. <laughs> Uh, we we do keep up with what's going on right in Japan with the series. I I'm devastated. I I'm not the latest. No, Calvin is a snob. Yes, yes, I am a snob, not an elitist. No, I am an elitist. Calvin is a snob. This distinction will grow on you as we continue. Probably, we may even sit down and explain it one time. We've had this discussion multiple times hopefully we will not subject you to it multiple times no i'll make sure that doesn't happen anyhow Anyhow. uh if you haven't very few people haven't checked out naruto but if you have not checked out naruto Mm -hmm. the first several seasons have been brought to the u.s they are available on sale as dvds you can get them from netflix if you have a netflix account i highly recommend checking them out i know not everyone's into anime many of you out there still believe that this is cartoons for children and while uh, naruto is fairly safe for the young it's not just for children no not in any way shape or form really it's nice that it is safe it's not the weird stuff that goes into realms Mm -hmm. and you know things that the human mind dare not ken anyhow yeah check it out it's it's a good good watch fun characters a lot of fun characters not just the ones we mentioned there's a whole host of really interesting people the uh entire lineup uh his peers his teachers the bad guys the bad guys every single one of them is well thought out well well plotted well scripted i really like the series from all standpoints yes it's something that we would definitely give if we were actually giving ratings which we're not yet we're thinking about how to rate things a yes that's like numerically that's like a nine out of ten that's better than cisco and Lieber ever gave yes a yes whoever heard of them saying yes pretty much last off for this show we were going to talk a little bit about video games uh, not about any specific video game but more general philosophy on what we consider good video games oof. now this is a separate category from wow because neither of us consider wow a video game for different reasons both of us have been playing video games since well i think i've been playing since the atari 2600 arcade before then zork before that pong before that didn't actually play the original pong i did but i did actually have a copy of the original zork never did kill the thief my Mm -hmm. video game philosophy leans a little bit more towards i like a lot of the tactical gaming you know strategic stuff Mm-hmm. A little bit of the first-person shooter. Well, let's let's take a look at your GameCube library here. You've got Pokemon XD, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Got the uh, Robotech. Got Super Mario Brothers Sunshine. Uh, let's see. Zelda Wind Waker, Paper Mario, Rogue Leader, Beautiful Joe, Pikmin, 
Pac-Man World 2, Mario Golf, Harry Potter, Star Fox Adventures, Tarzan Untamed, Super Smash Bros. Melee, uh, Sonic Adventure 2, 1080 Avalanche, Metroid Prime, and Animal Crossing. I own Time Splitters 2, and I think it was Crystal Chronicles. It's a fairly eclectic collection. Very eclectic. Now, if you were to look at my PlayStation 2 collection, which I don't have in front of me to uh, to read off like that right now, but I can tell you I've got Final Fantasy X2. I have, well, let, let's put it very simply. I have role-playing games. I have tactical role-playing games. I have console-style role-playing games. I have role-playing games. Oh, and I have SSX Tricky. SSX Tricky. Yes. Uh, how does that fit in? That was... I had the demo. I enjoyed playing the demo. I rented it. I enjoyed playing the game. I found the game for $3. I bought the game. It's about the only non-RPG that I own, though, which tells you a lot about my uh, interest in games. RPGs are about it for you. Pretty much. I've worked very hard to get my collection up. I don't do a lot of action things because it makes my thumbs hurt. Now, you have to realize that part of my collection here, partly due to the fact that I have children, I probably never would have gotten 1080. I'm not really into sports, live or on video game, or even car racing. Notice there's no racing games in there. Yeah, neither of us do the racing thing. I may have some biases due to some of the uh, racing games Early on, uh, we're talking even before pole position here. Night driver. Oh, yeah. See, there's there's some of these things that just left the scars, and as a result, have colored all future perceptions of these games. However, part of it is I'm old, and I will also admit that Calvin is old. Thanks. I really don't like a lot of the music that they use in these new uh, racing games. I yeah. I don't like a lot of the way they treat people. The whole San Andreas thing. Grand Theft Auto yeah. is, was, is a mistake. I really don't see a place for that kind of thing in video games. No, I, I, I'll agree with you there. I think I, I have a tremendous hero complex. I like to be heroes. That is not being a hero. No. That, that is just the opposite of being a hero. And I think that that is not something that should be encouraged in players. I'm morally offended by the lack of respect for decency and goodness within those types of games. I just don't think that games like that reflect those values and my interests. No, they, they don't. That's why I don't play a lot of first-person shooters as well. Because most first-person shooters are an emphasis on the act of killing more than any reason for doing it. There's there's a few of them that you're stopping the terrorists or you're... Yeah, the, I mean, there's there's things like the, the Medal of Honor games and all of, a lot of the other World War II era games where you're tr you were being a hero for your country. Then there are games like Postal. Postal pr proudly proclaimed itself as the first 
first-person shooter that allowed you to rip your opponent's head off and pee down their neck. It is also proud to say that it has no plot. All it is is going around killing people and desecrating their corpses. It really is, is sickening to me. Mm -hmm. But that's that's pretty much our philosophy of games. Calvin is eclectic. He he does like anything. He'll play anything. Almost. Almost. I am a little pickier. A lot. I've played most of the games you have for your GameCube. And decided you didn't like them. All right. All right. We'll, we'll give you a I'm break sorry. on that. I'm sorry. Darkened Sky and Evolution World. No, I, I understand. We'll get into specific titles another time. We want to thank all of you who have listened for uh, tuning in, and we will see you again uh, on our next podcast.